On this week's episode, we're surprisingly emotional over the kidnapping and murder of 15-year-old Nick Markowitz. Then we review the made-in-real-time movie, Alpha Dog. Stay until the end for a huge THC reveal that leaves us breathless. So make sure your debts are paid up and meet us in the pod shed. We got a $5 bottle of Kirkland wine ready to go, and we're talking about murder. everyone welcome back to another episode of thc true hollywood crime i'm your host mariah this is your other host bailey we've been waiting for you <laughs> aka b how's it going b three's company too because we are not in the pod shed why does that have to do with three's company because we have a friend who is he hank hank he lives on my bed uh you guys would not know this b doesn't really do disney movies or very many animated movies big spongebob fan but that's kind of besides the point yeah i have on my bed a hank stuffed animal from the finding dory movie yes i'm 36 years old why don't you mind your fucking business right no one fucking asked anyways he's super cute and he like lays flat on my bed i'll post a picture of him and he has my eyeballs he has these like half stoned blue eyes Mm -hmm. and he's staring almost right at b yeah no we're like having love languages over here and he's technically not an octopus bailey you'll be happy to know he's a septopus because he oh. lost a tentacle oh he's I got it. seven guess who his um voice is uh al bundy oh amazing ed o'neill right yes amazing ed o'neill's his voice good call good call all right so welcome back this is episode 47 yes now we got to do this right off the top because i'm already thirsty me too we're trying a new wine i got the bottle right here this is the Kirkland. What is it? Is that some Italian word? We're going to Kirkland. Kirkland. Friuli. <laughs> Free, right? Friuli. Right. It's F-R-I-U-L-I. And does that say grave or grave? Grave. I'm saying grave because this is a murder podcast. Friuli grave. <laughs> grave Pinot Grigio, y'all. 2020. Oh no! It's the it's the Rona. Oh, no, that was nineteen. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. My husband's all. It's a product of Italy. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. It'll be amazing. First of all, we prefer our wine from where? B. Northern California. That's right. The best wine. All, all right. right. Ready? Cheers. We've never had this before. It was five ninety nine. Smells like wine. Eh, it's all right. Right, it tastes like wine. Tastes pretty good for a five ninety nine bottle of wine. I agree. It tastes better than that one that we lost the cork in, and I paid way more for that wine. Yeah, it's it's not too strong. Like when you first sip it, you're like, oh, wine, but then you're like, oh, no, it's not, oh, it's nice yeah. and smooth. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's a good summer drinking wine. It'll be easy. Yeah. Easy summer breezy. So there you go, guys. If you guys have a Costco or a Costco card, go get yourself some. Kirkland Grave Pinot Grigio. And do you have Can't to buy like five a bucks. case of it? Or nope, can, you yeah. can buy it by the bottle. There we go. Love that. Anywho, what have you been up to? Your week has been much busier than my week. My week has been the usual. Can you tell? I'm like kind of tan. You are very tan, especially on your nose. Right? Oh, I know. I always, this happened to me in Southern California too. I'm putting sunscreen on people, but my fucking forehead and nose just want to burn. Yeah. I can't help it. It's cute though. I know. 
But yes, you are. You're looking tan. You've been hanging out at your parents' pool all week. I've been in the water all day, every day. I swear we weren't at my parents' house for more than a half hour before my kid was naked <laughs> in the pool. Couldn't even <laughs> wait to put on a bathing suit, even though she loves a good bathing suit yes. moment, right? She like puts on the whole fucking fashion show. No, naked. And she remained naked there for a good two solid days. Yeah. Perfect. Only getting dressed once to go out to dinner and then the next day to go to Santa Cruz. And Santa Cruz was everything I wanted it to be. It's totally pre-pandemic. Santa Cruz, California, in case you guys don't know, is a coastal town here in California. And it's great because it's the beach and it's the ocean. But then it's also like a whole boardwalk with rides and carnival food and The way you just described that. Imagine trying to have a four-year-old comprehend that. Because yeah. at first she's like, awesome, I'm going to the beach for the first time. Right? She's never been to the ocean. I know. I was actually going to ask you how her first beach experience so was. So that was already like exciting enough. And then we're like, and the boardwalk's there. She's like, what's a boardwalk? And I'm like, a fair on the beach. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're telling me there's an ocean and a fair. And I'm like, yeah, there's also this thing called a wharf. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. With sea lions. <laughs> and she's like, you need to slow your roll. Like, this is a lot. Yeah. And unlimited sand. All right. So um, the beach, the best part was when the tide pulls out. Yep. And she could feel it pulling her. Yeah. And at first she panicked. But then she got into this perfect little like surfer pose and she got her balance. Yeah. And then it was just all giggles and, you know, tag with the waves from there. That's so cute. And there was also like a perfect little end cave, like a little cove or whatever that was separate from the ocean. So it's like there was ocean, beach, and then like a puddle. Oh, yeah. Right. So she's playing in the puddle. Yeah. It's just right there. It's like she can't drown. She can't do anything. And we got ice cream on the beach. Because there was a guy fucking pushing a cart. And I'm like, I don't care. I'll pay you $20. You're pushing a cart right now. And I'm not. Right. I'll give you anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. And she rode like some pretty big girl rides. She did everything. She would have done more had my parents not been exhausted. Like (laughs) it was so much for them. That's a lot. It's a lot out of their comfort zone. So bless their heart. Did you take her to see the sea lions? We had to cut out the wharf. That would have required getting in the car and driving solely for the purpose of seeing the sea lions. I know, but you could have kept your parents in the car and just taken her to see the sea lions real fast. Try telling that to my dad. Yeah. Yeah, that was going to go over real well. (laughs) Stay in the car, smoke a cigarette, Don, calm down. Nope. So that will be something to look forward to next time. We'll absolutely get a place on the boardwalk. Yeah, they have hotels right there across the street. We used to go... Every summer when I was a kid, my parents would take me to Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. Me and too. we would stay at the same hotel. Yep. I think it was like the Pink Dolphin or something. And it's right there. You just walk right across the street to the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Time of my life growing up. I didn't realize shit doesn't open up until fucking 12. Yeah. Because we got there at like 10. Yeah. Fortunately, there was one breakfast place open that had mimosas. The bowling alley was hopping. Nice. At 10 o'clock in the morning. But of course, they also had a full bar going. And if I had a kid that was up and the boardwalks closed, I'd be at the fucking bowling alley too. Yeah. Um, You guys should see B right now. It's hilarious. <laughs> Struggle city over here. Um, Yeah. We dreamt of moving to Santa Cruz way before we moved here. 
we I just really we went to one summer. We used to go every summer with the kids. And I I we were there. The kids were pretty young. And I just had this vision of because we went to like one of those like little touristy shops on the wharf. And there were some really cute teenagers working there. Probably. I don't know if they're having a good time. They look like they're having a good time. Right. And I was just like, how fun would that be if you live like bike ride distance to the beach? You just like hang out with your friends and you hop on your bike and you go surfing and you work at the boardwalk as a teenager. And like it would be so cute. It's very fucking expensive to live there. So expensive. It is so expensive anywhere. with And it's not for something very nice either. No, it's very right so um yeah you're not exactly getting what you think you're getting with the money you're you're which is typical of california in general but, but especially even more so anything by the ocean. coastal because that's not easy upkeep that sandy salty air that's like chipping away at paint oh yeah yeah so um yeah even for a place to rent it's impossible to find a place that's i thought about going to walking to the beach i know they have a beautiful college gorgeous college um they also have it wouldn't work for me and my family because we have too many people they have a gorgeous trailer park there that's right on a sea cliff and has like a little trail that leads down to the ocean so what you're telling me is we get rid of the kids and our husbands and you and me retire in an rv park in santa cruz it's not even an rv park it's a full-on you could get a double wide babe either way all right, so then I guess the husbands are invited if we no, can get a double wide. No, fuck wide. them. No, no, no. We still we deserve the double wide to ourselves. I'm just saying, if ever With there was a trailer park to live small in, small animal farm. Yeah, if ever there was a trailer park to live in, Amen. that's the one. Amen. I'm there. That's my dream. Let's Anyways, do it. hey, next time you guys are in Northern California, check out Santa Cruz. You will not regret it. Yep. I really look forward to one day taking her to the mystery spot. Glad oh, to yeah. See that that's still there. It is. Of course it is. It's not um, going anywhere. Did you ever go to the reindeer place? Like Santa's little village that was there? No. My parents took me there and it, it's long gone. It's like apartments and shit now. That was a big bummer for them. My dad thought that the um, shoot him out star game yeah was gone it was just moved so by the time he found it there was enough time to play so he looks forward to going back for did that. um did violet do the haunted house no too too scary no we didn't have time oh we she wanted to do the, so there's because that haunted house gets pretty graphic there's three levels there's the kids haunted house, which is what she wanted to do. Oh, I forgot that there was more than one haunted house. There's one in the middle of the boardwalk, which is a ride, which is like, eh, which yeah. is like the tweeny one. And then my mom said there's a newer one where you're walking through. Oh, I don't know about that one. And it fucked her up. She said that her and her friends, her girlfriends, they went like a couple summers ago, peed their pants. And <laughs> at the end of it, they were so like giddy and scared. There's a photo booth right outside that they all like jumped in and like took pictures because they're like, oh, my God, that was that's so-, so funny. Yeah. So my mom really wanted to do that one with me and Violet wanted to do the other one. And again, you've got like six hours and so much time yeah to get everything done fantastic so this summer is interesting because both of our daughters had their first beach experiences which is super fun yeah yours was more of like a beach like what they think of in a movie i took my kid to the northern coast which is which i appreciate so much more now like it's beauty and it's yeah i mean she had fun she played in the sand she Mm -hmm. did what she was going to do at the beach which is play in the sand yeah and she got her little toes wet but the ocean 
was definitely not like it's too rough up there you can't oh, like yeah. play in the waves you can get your feet wet ankles but you can't especially when your body is that tiny you cannot like venture off very far absolutely but not. she got to pick up seashells which mm-hmm. is the only thing she wanted to do there you go and play in the sand so that was cute to see her at the beach but yeah we got to take her to like a like a santa cruz like An- a beach another beach. benefit of living in northern california man it's endless people we have snow we have sand we got it all got it all baby got legalized weed we just don't have any water well you know <laughs> and you know some fires here and there <laughs> sometimes we have water depends on where you live there's plenty of it around apparently none of it's ours <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of california this week's episode takes place in southern california correct this week's episode is all about the kidnapping and murder of nick markowitz which they transformed into the movie Alpha Dog. Which came out right after we graduated high school. However, these events take place smack dab in the middle of us being in high school. Correct. We are these people's ages, which Wait, is no bananas. Yeah. I'm, I've got lots of issues with that now. Because Nick Markowitz is should have been one year older than us. He was born mm-hmm. in 84. Great. Awesome. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I and I was for sure hanging out with people, his brother and that age group's you know, our friends were those kids' ages. I was, reoccurring theme for me on this podcast, guys. I watched this movie when it came out. Yeah. And I feel like I watched a completely different movie. Me too. <laughs> Between the derogatory language. Whoa. It gets bad. Uh, you name it. They you, drop every racial slur. They hit them all. Every, like, homophobic slur every single the way they speak to women the um like mentally handicapped slurs the way they speak to their parents Ooh, child it's lord crazy help me it's crazy and so i'm like what movie was i watching so what's funny is we actually went and watched it last night okay good. we pulled it up because um, i was like great i want to watch it yeah also what's crazy to me is I remember Ben Foster's performance being like an award-winning performance. And then we went and rewatched and I was like, He's a the clown. fuck He's am a clown. I watching? He's a clown. It was insane. Yeah. So we won't go further into it than that, but it's just, it's interesting. It's I found it very interesting that we were these kids' ages and to a certain extent living semi-similar lives. Absolutely. Like, we used to go to parties... Being held by scummy adult weed dealers who were like in their we early 20s. We hung out with people who would have done something this stupid. Yeah, probably. Actually. That's what it comes down it's to. It's sad to admit, but. We wouldn't be those people. No, I would have had no part in this, but I definitely would have known somebody. Who would have been, been a part, a part of, of this. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Which sucks, but it's the <laughs> truth. <laughs> we turned out okay, guys. So this, um, I got everything. I will say I tried to listen to a couple of episodes from a couple of podcasts. I didn't get very far into any of them because they were all hosted. I will not name names, but I was listening to a few different podcasts that were hosted by air quote best friends. And I would just like to say, I don't know if it's to give us like big ups or just to say that I appreciate us. None of them have the natural it's like banter and friendship and flow that yeah. we have. And I don't know if that just comes from decades of friendship like we're married yeah yeah i don't know what that is but it was a little hard to listen to because it just felt 
a little disjointed and sometimes it felt like they were almost like Fake. annoyed with each other. Oh. And I was like, mm, no. So I actually didn't listen to any podcasts for this. I did it the old fashioned way, people. Okay. An article in the LA Times <coughs> by Sue Fox, an article on NBCnews.com by one, I'm assuming this is the same one, Chris Hansen. Oh. Do you think it's the same Chris Hansen from To Catch a Predator? I don't know. Maybe a follow up for next week. Yeah. Also an article um, from CBSnews.com. And I, this of course, like real stuff. Wow. Cross checked um, Wikipedia, but it wasn't anything that wasn't in the articles. The articles were definitely went further in depth. Okay. Especially that NBC News article. Yeah. By Chris Hansen. So thanks, guys. How official. Got our Kirkland wine. I like it. Got our notes ready to go. So this takes place in Southern California in like the West Hills of L.A. Very. Oh, here's our drinking game. Remember, anytime we cheers, which we already did. We're not in the pod shed. Drink up. Yep. Past episode references. If we spill. Badass big sister and apparently monk for <laughs> Bailey. Anything <laughs> like that you hear. it up. <laughs> You got to take a drink. So we already cheers. We're not in the pod shed. We're in my bedroom again because it's still hot AF in Northern California and we're on fire. So it's smoky. So here you go. Get ready to take another drink. This is very bling ring. This is the same place. So bling ring. Where the bling ring happened. And same kind of same type of like douchey wannabe. Absolutely. Privileged white kids trying to be like hardened criminals. Yeah. So this is like Woodland Hills, Calabasas, Malibu area. Okay. Right? We're going to start with, yes, this is his real name, Jesse James Hollywood. (laughs) On his birth certificate, real name. (sighs) He grows up a normal kid for this part of the world. He, his dad coaches Little League. That's where he makes all of his friends. The secret, his big family secret is that his dad is actually a, pretty big weed dealer doesn't sound like anybody i know right of course not and his dad has like mastered blending in so even though he's this big time weed dealer none of their friends and neighbors really necessarily know about that he is just your regular joe schmo socal dad right a good dealer (laughs) jj grows up to be just like pops he also sells weed he grows his business to make about ten thousand dollars a month he also there's something about like an insurance like he uh, got into an accident or something. So he got like an insurance payout. He uses that money to buy a house by when he's 18 years old. Of course, this guy's surrounded by friends. Who doesn't want to be friends with this guy? He throws parties. I want to be friends with constantly. This guy. I yeah. don't because he's a piece of shit. Well, I'm- but uh, yeah, the, the maybe picture your 16 year old me probably. Yes, would definitely kill to be friends with this guy. Because he's throwing nonstop parties that involve minors. He has 16, 17-year-old girls over there all the time. They're smoking weed. They're drinking. They're playing video games. Time of their lives. Right? Yeah. JJ's got a little bit of short man syndrome. He's five foot four, 140 pounds. His friends are his cronies. In fact, I barely name his friends are involved in this. Just know that it's... His crew, his cronies, his lackeys, they do all of his dirty work for him from cleaning his house to drug stuff to all of that stuff. He's got like a crew of guys that handle his shit for him. 
he either pays people to do this, either with like weed, partying, drugs, or cash. But what he mainly does is he'll get his friends to like sell weed for him. So he'll front them the weed. And then if they fall short or they end up in debt to him, he lets them pay off their debt by basically being his bitches. Right. So that's how he's getting these guys to do what he wants. Plus, he's Mr. Cool Guy. He's the guy with all the drugs, with the house, with the money. So, of course, everyone's going to, you know, kiss his ass. Mm -hmm. Right. Basically, the point of this is, is he's a real wannabe gangster. Oh, wangster, if you will, from the early 2000s. Total wannabe tough guy. Now, the person that is the complete opposite of Jesse James Hollywood is a, a guy named... Ben Markowitz. Ben is a grew up in the same neighborhood around the same people with I just I'm gonna call him JJ. Jesse James, JJ. Yeah. Okay. Grew up in the same neighborhood around the same people with JJ. They're <coughs> may not be friends, but they're definitely acquaintances. Um, like I said, Ben's a big, tall, athletic guy, outgoing, charming. His parents divorced when he was young and his dad, Jeff, remarries to a woman named Susan and Ben and Susan buttheads. Ben's a bit of a troublemaker, definitely a rebel. Susan has a hard time with that. They fight a lot. And by the time he's 15, Ben gets kicked out of the house and is on the streets. And he is really actually about that life. He grows up pretty tough He will throw hands with anybody. He does end up selling weed. He gets his own little spot and kind of everything that JJ isn't, Ben is. Yeah. This is important. So we'll go back in time a little bit. Your favorite thing to do, B. 1984, Nicholas Markowitz is born. This is Jeff and Susan's son. So that would make him Ben's half brother. Right. Right. This is Susan's world. She has dreamt of being a mother her entire life. She has Nick, and then she has a couple pregnancy losses. So Nick becomes everything. the golden boy. That is her, her everything. baby. Her yeah. He's a great kid. He grows up. He's very sweet, very funny, very kind, all-around good kid, right? By the time he hits 15, he starts to rebel a little bit. They have a little problem with Nick, which is he absolutely idolizes Ben. Of course. Ben is, that's his big bro. Obviously. He just, he can do no wrong to Nick. Nick just is obsessed with him. He loves him. So he has a few years now of kind of rebelling, pushing the line, pushing the envelope, doing what like normal 15 year old kids do. Yeah. And if he gets into fights with his parents, he'll usually run off to Ben's place and they'll kind of let him cool out there for a while. And he always comes back home. Right. <coughs> this takes us to August 2000. Where were we be in August 2000? Fuck if I know. So 2000. Remember we're we talked about our. No, it's August. <coughs> oh, well, we're still in high school. Yeah. But remember, we talked about the years and the grades. So 2000, we were going into 10th grade. Okay. Do you remember we talked about that? Yeah. Like 99, we went into 9th grade? Yeah. I still don't know what we were doing. Well, I just meant in general. We were getting ready to start our sophomore year of high school. Okay. I don't know exactly what we were doing. Yeah, I'm like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) 
probably like getting what, high somewhere. I was gonna say, what pizza shop was? Oh, I so we at? and what? we were like literally, we were basically because um, we were Nick's age and we were doing probably what Nick was doing that summer. Yeah, getting high, hanging out with our friends. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, what job was I? We were drinking. Probably um, nothing yet because you were 15. Were you allowed to work yet? Yeah, I got the early permit. Oh, yeah. So you were maybe at Garlic's Pizza or that's, Taxis. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. We were drinking those fuzzy navels outside <sighs> that 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. And getting high on getting the bike high. trail behind one of those jobs. Yeah. Hanging out with people way older than us. Way older and sketchier that we met probably through your work. Yes. Yeah. See, there we go. So okay. we were being normal kids, just like Nick. Yep. So August 2000, Ben has, I'm not quite sure what has gone down, but at some point, Ben racks up a debt with JJ, $1,200 worth, okay? He hasn't paid up. Here's the problem JJ has. Unlike his cronies and his lackeys and everybody else in his life, Ben is not fucking scared of Jesse James Hollywood. Nope. At all. Jesse James <coughs> tries to come off as intimidating and tough and try to like intimidate him into paying or scare him off. And Ben's like, fuck you. What are you going to do about it? Like, you want to do something? Come see me. And of course, JJ would never do that because he is a cowardly piece of shit. And that is a hill I will absolutely die on. This starts kind of but a... But you don't want to look at him as super cool? I hate him. <laughs> this starts a back and forth between JJ and Ben. At some point, JJ and his friends go to a restaurant where Ben's girlfriend works and they ask to be seated, sat in her section and they rack up a bill, yep. huge bill. <clears throat> and they go to pay and they don't. They cut out. They uh, what do you call that when you run out on a tab? Dine and ditch. They dine and ditch. But JJ leaves a note for Ben's girlfriend that says Ben is dead. Ben doesn't take kindly to this. And so he shows up one night and busts the windows out of JJ's home. I don't know if JJ's actually Jesse James Hollywood is actually in his house when Ben breaks the windows in the movie. He is, which, again, scared piece of shit makes him look like a total pussy. He is a total pussy. Right. That night, I'm going to assume, or some night around there, Nick comes home late. He's, I'm assuming he's a little fucked up, right? Gets into a fight with his parents, and he asks his parents, I'm too tired. I'm a little messed up. Like, I get I'm in trouble. Can we just talk about this tomorrow? And his parents are like, that's actually pretty mature of you. Yes, we can talk about it tomorrow, right? Let's all get some rest. Okay. The next day, JJ is out looking for Ben air quotes he's in this white van with a couple of his cronies and he's out looking for Ben he's gonna find Ben and whoop Ben's right. ass right of course like he's not fucking hard to find they're just basically driving around trying to appease Jesse James Hollywood's ego right when they see Ben's little brother Nick walking through his own neighborhood they jump out of the van they beat up Nick and then they pick him up and toss him in the van and drive away. A woman who is coming home with her kids in her little minivan named Pauline actually sees this whole thing happen and <coughs> memorizes the license plate number Dang, of the van Pauline. and calls the police and tells them what happens. 
unfortunately, this is filed away under the wrong thing for the police. They categorize this as an assault, not as a kidnapping or whatever. And they do go check out the scene, but nobody's there. So yeah, what are they going to do? Okay. So they file it away as an assault and... That's kind of the last they think of it. Right. Now, what is JJ and his cronies going to do with this fucking 15-year-old kid they just fucking kidnapped who's the little brother of a guy that they're terrified of? They don't fucking know. They don't know. So they give the kid a joint. They give the kid a volume. They basically take him to a friend's house in Santa Barbara, which is about 70 miles away from where they live. Now, Jeff and Susan Markowitz assume that Nick is still pissed from last night and has, as he has plenty of times before, ran off to Ben's house. And they're like, all right, we'll just let him cool off. You know, he'll be back in a day or two. Right. Meanwhile, Nick is in the hands of these fucking JJ and his cronies. JJ actually leaves the group and leaves his friends in charge of Nick and cuts out on him, right? He's got better things to do. Nick is not being tortured or beat up at this point. Besides the initial beat up, nothing bad is happening to Nick. He's not even tied up. He's smoking weed with these guys. He's drinking. He's besides the whole being kidnapped thing, having a pretty good time with them. You know, of course, they bounce around in total. to like three different houses all around Santa Barbara. They've thrown, you know, they've been Endless to parties, quite a few parties. Yeah. Again, he's not bound. He's not tied up. He's not seeking escape. He's hanging out with he's, the cool kids. He's not even trying to use the fucking phone. No. He's been promised by JJ and JJ's friends that they are going to let him go. Yeah. They're not going to harm him. They're waiting for his brother Ben to pay up. And then as soon as they get his money, it's all good. They're going to let him go. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I'll wait it out. So between all these parties and all these houses, we now have hella witnesses, including so many parents that people's parents see him with them. But, you know, what are they going to do? They don't think that anyone's being held against their will. Yeah. He even acquires a nickname from all of these guys. They call him Stolen Boy. Oh, my God. I can't with that shit. (laughs) So why wouldn't he escape besides the fact that nothing bad is happening to him? JJ's not around everyone's fucked up there's no reason why he can't run out find a phone call the police find help but one like i just said he's being treated pretty well right he's with a bunch of girls and a lot of these girls are underage girls these are girls that are like within his age range and And they're dtf well i don't know if that's true in real life but i mean you know one can hope if you're a 15 year old boy he's also 70 miles away from home with no phone, no money. Like, where is he going to go? How is he going to find where to go, what to do next? And he also doesn't want to make trouble for Ben. He figures they're treating me well enough. It seems like they're telling the truth. If I just wait it out long enough, of course, my brother will get the money and I can bounce. Obviously. He even promises them that he would never tell anybody what happened. Of course. Now, two days into this, Jeff and Susan finally break down and call Ben's place. And guess who has not heard from Nick? Huh. So panic ensues. They call the police and there is no sign of Nick. Nobody can figure out where he went or where he is. Now, JJ, who's left his friends in charge of Nick, could find Ben at any time. 
this whole like thing like you said yeah about uh wanting he's ben just missing to pay up yeah and all he needs is the money from ben and he'll let nick go and yada 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 this motherfucker could find Ben at any time. In fact, right. Ben is now out actively looking for his little brother. Right. I'm sure he's not being quiet about it. Yeah. At any point, JJ could make himself known and try to get that money from Ben. But Obviously. he fucking doesn't. Not once wow. does he go looking for Ben, who he wants to find so badly. Right. Right. Crazy. He does, however, get in contact with his daddy's lawyer who he asks hypothetically what would happen in this kidnapping situation. And the lawyer tells him, basically, if you're holding the guy for money or if you physically harm him, you could be looking at life in prison, which is a problem for JJ. terrifying. Now, like I said, Jeff and Susan at this point are absolutely panicked. Susan is sleeping on the couch in the living room with the windows open so she could possibly be the first one to hear if Nick comes home. JJ is now panicking, Jesse James, about this life in prison situation. He calls in his BFF, Ryan. Ryan is his number one bitch. He had racked up quite a tab with Jesse. And he is basically Jesse's errand boy at this point. Okay. He is his number one groveling minion. Basically lets him know, look, we got to do something with this kid. If he squeals to the cops, we could be looking at life in prison. We got hella witnesses that we have him. Yada, yada, yada. So he gives Ryan a Tech 9. Yep. Assault rifle, which has been automated to be a fully or sorry, it's been modified to be a full assault rifle, which is so fucking crazy. Nick is at a hotel party with the crew. They are throwing him a goodbye party because they've gotten word from JJ that he's going home very soon. Oh, yeah. So they're throwing him a big goodbye party at this hotel party. Of course. A couple of. JJ's cronies take off to the Santa Barbara mountains where they dig a grave and then they go back to the hotel and they pick up Nick and tell him it's time to go. We're going to go drop you off at a bus station. We're going to break you off some cash. Oh my gosh. It's over. And so Nick's like, great. And he hops in the car with them. But instead they take him to the Santa Barbara mountains. They swear to Nick that they're meeting people in the mountains to like I know I, get him to I a can't. bus stop I, I don't know Nick still trusts them until they finally duct tape his hands together duct tape his entire head one of them goes up behind him and hits him in the head with a shovel and then Ryan shoots Nick while he's on his knees Nick's hit with nine bullets and falls backwards into the grave they dug. Holy shit. They bury him in the Santa Barbara mountains with the gun they used. His body's found a couple days later by some hikers. His feet are sticking out of the grave because that's how shallow. Oh my God, guys. Of a grave that they dug. Obviously, Jeff and Susan are inconsolable. Ben cannot live with himself because he blames himself. He feels 100% guilty about it. They have a funeral for Nick where hundreds of people show up. Now, a 17-year-old girl who had partied and really liked Nick 
sees his picture on the news and hears the news story about, you know, them finding his body in the mountains. And she knew that he was like, air quote, held against his will. But he seemed cool with it. And everybody seemed like they were joking about it. And Nick himself told her, quote, don't worry, everything will work out. So then she realizes that obviously they lied to her and that this sweet, funny kid that she really liked was being lied to as well. And she calls the police. Meanwhile, the police are already actually names and numbers are pouring in at this point. People are talking left, right and center. So right with everybody like all the witnesses who wouldn't they're getting all kinds of shit stacked up okay they end up arresting four people this includes ryan who pulled the trigger and the other crony who was like kind of in charge of looking after nick his name was also jesse it's one of the reasons i didn't want to say his name because it gets confusing to have two jesse's yeah you think but those two get arrested and two other guys get arrested for being a part of it right JJ, however, Jesse James Hollywood is nowhere to be found. Jesse James Hollywood. He has ran for it. He is on the lam and he quickly becomes the youngest person to be on the FBI's most wanted list. Something which I'm sure he's very proud of. And that makes me sick to my fucking stomach. (laughs) The fact that he's finally this bad boy. He's finally the villain. He's made it. Yeah, you fucking piece of shit so they're not cool dude the subsequent trials that follow end in the i'm not going into trial stuff because i didn't do the no research one cares. ryan who pulled the trigger is found guilty and he's sentenced to death um you know well life on death row the other jesse who was in charge of nick for most of the time is found guilty and sentenced to life Um, in prison but he's offered parole so he'll actually be getting out if he's not out already he'll be getting out pretty soon two others that i didn't mention their names were both found guilty but were given much lighter sentences for being a part of it yeah meanwhile jj is in brazil he had heard he had heard about this i think he was a train robber a 50 years before this oh my god had ran to brazil and then romanticized dream fantasy he's living out yeah he had ran to brazil knocked up some brazilian lady and because he was the father of a brazilian citizen brazil refused to extradite him so jj's like perfect goes to brazil Knocks up some, I'm sure, very sweet, innocent Brazilian girl and thinks that's going to work out for him. But I think it's like five years after the murder of Nick, he's finally found in Brazil. That's how long he's on the run for is five years. He's uh, the Brazilian (laughs) government's like, we don't know what you're talking about. Extradite his ass. We don't give a We don't want him. Yeah. He sent back to the U.S. He goes on trial, blah, 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 blah. On July 8th, 2009, he's... So this is now nine years after the murder of Nick Markowitz. Yeah, I don't know any of this. This is right where the movie left off. Right. Yeah. So nine years after the death of Nick, Jesse, piece of shit, cowardly, small dick energy... Hollywood. James Hollywood... (laughs) is found guilty of kidnapping and first-degree murder with special circumstances. Thank goodness. Sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole. Amen. Uh, 
fuck him. Yeah. Forever. Uh-huh. Ben Markowitz, obviously, I'm sure, had a hard time with all of this, but he is now married with kids. Oh, wow. He's okay. a responsible dude. Susan Markowitz wrote a book called My Stolen Son. And I actually, this was the CBS News article I was reading was actually an interview with her about her book and everything that happened. And a couple takeaways from that was the interview asked her how she felt about that long trial, that 10 years worth of trial uh-uh. and trying to get Jesse James to justice. Right. And she said at the time, obviously, it was very difficult, but it's actually a blessing. And she's happy it took that long because it kept her from killing herself. Wow. She said in the beginning, she had tried multiple times to kill herself. But then she got so driven by the idea of making sure that every single one of those cocksuckers, that's my word, not hers, that every single one of those people yes. were found guilty for the murder of her baby boy, and especially Jesse James Hollywood, Yes, that it kept her from killing herself and it drove her through those 10 years. And then she was finally in a, a mental space where she wanted to keep going. And they asked her about her relationship with Ben today. And she said, I'm going to try not to cry. Oh, God, no, I don't want to do this. It's so so hard. It is. Because Nick was so sweet. Um, She said that her relationship with Ben will be tricky forever. They'll maintain a tricky relationship. She does recognize now that... It takes two to tango and she definitely made a lot of mistakes when he was an adolescent that she feels bad for and she wishes she could change. Um, His dad actually feels the same way. But despite their tricky, weird, tense relationship because of everything that happened, she says that she knows for certain that Ben loved his little brother. Of course. And that he would switch places in a heartbeat if obviously, he could. Obviously. So there you go. Rest in peace, Nick. I'm you so were sorry. supposed to do an easy one. <laughs> it was easy, but I actually was unprepared for how emotional I was going to get for it because I kind of, I mean, it would have been sad no matter what, but I was not prepared for a very sweet 15 year old kid. I know. And it's just rough. It is. So, um, we actually watched Alpha Dog. When I say we, me, my husband, and our friend, Ben's back, guys. It's been a while. It's been a few episodes Ben's since we've back. mentioned Ben. I'll drink to Ben. Not Markowitz, our other friend, Ben. <laughs> um, I actually thought about that. I was like, we should add to the drinking game that anytime Ben's in town, you have to take a drink. But I'm like, no, we just said we're done with the drinking Reel game. Reel it in. Reel it in. Um, but we watched Alpha Dog last night just for fun. And I do have a couple takeaways before you get into yours. Okay. I don't obviously know any of these people, so I can't be for certain. It feels like the actor Ben Foster played the character of Ben Markowitz very different from how he was in real life. It's a very over-the-top, so animated, yeah. tweaker yeah. version of Ben Markowitz when I saw nothing in any of my research that said that Ben Markowitz was doing hard drugs. Okay. I do not have any proof that he was a tweaker. I'm not saying that he wasn't. I'm saying that nobody ever mentioned yeah. it in any article I read. Here's where it gets a little dicey for me. They asked Susan Markowitz about like the validity of the movie. And she said that that movie was 90% correct. 
the only things that they changed were the names and like the and location places. Dang. Which makes me wonder how she views her stepson. Because if she saw that Ben Foster performance. And accepted that. And said that fact. it's 90% correct to real life. Either I got the wrong impression of Ben Markowitz, which is definitely a possibility. Like I said, I don't know these people. I could have the wrong idea about Ben. Or she views him as much scummier than hey, he is in real life. Like she said, they have a tricky relationship yeah so i thought that was very interesting yeah absolutely it is so what do you think of this case b i think it's very close to the movie yeah i think they did a really good job and it like i said i remember watching this movie i was prepared to watch this movie and then what I watched was a completely different movie. It, I had the exact same thing. Also, this movie is a time capsule. Yes. It took me right, right back, back to high school from yeah. those little flared skirts, mini skirts. The crop tops. And the, the spaghetti uh-huh. strap tank tops. And I mean, it was bananas. The straightened flat ironed hair. Yeah. Everyone in their prime of like acting. This is a huge cast. Yeah. Huge cast. And I will say, Ben Foster, I do love him as an actor. I did not like his acting in this. Um, And then Sharon Stone, Susan Markowitz said she really was happy with Sharon Stone's performance and that she really like captured her. But I thought that Sharon Stone's um, performance at the end was a little over the top. Was that Sharon Stone? Yeah, they put like... They did like body modifying makeup on her because it's supposed to be like she gained a lot of weight. I had so many questions about that. Yeah, it's Sharon Stone. I had no idea. She's playing Susan Markowitz at like, and obviously has been eating her feelings. Right. Wow. Okay. Okay. Good to know. All right. Let's go be alpha dog. Oh, good. All right. Well, good. You get to help me then because it's probably more fresh in your mind than mine. We open with the home videos taken of the young boys as Over the Rainbow plays in the background. And did you notice that it is the actual actors? No, I did not. If you pay attention. I could barely notice my own child in her own pictures. Right. Right. They're actual home videos from their own personal. Amazing. Yep. I love the names. Cut to sunny true love (laughs) yeah played by bruce willis giving an interview about what a great parent he is the best but also you know being asked about his drug dealer son so you know take that listen he got him in on the family business what better parenting is that (laughs) november 1999 in claremont california so where is claremont is it the one in like near Oakland for us? Because you said they mixed up the, the actual locations. Yeah, I don't know. There is a Claremont, but I thought that was a hotel. Okay, well, whatever. Is there a whole town called Claremont in I, Northern I, California? I don't know. All right. We have Johnny True Love, who I will refer to as JT. 
Oh, that's funny. Right. I know. Played by Emile Hirsch. Who is one of my all-time favorite actors. I do love Emile Hirsch, and he does do a good job in he's this great. movie. He's great. Yeah, he's phenomenal. And a group of his friends. So we got my boo-boo, Frankie, played by Justin Timberlake. Tico, played by a former boxer turned actor, Fernando Vargas. And Elvis, played by Sean Hadassie. I think it's Hattesey. I recognize him, but I don't the know. The blonde? Elvis, no. Or is he the... Is he the one the, they shit on. Yeah, that's the Ryan character. So he... I don't know what else he's been in, but he plays Pope on Animal Kingdom. Okay, like I recognize him, but I don't know what from. Which is crazy because in Animal Kingdom, his character is like a fucking ruthless savage. Oh, so opposite. Yeah, so, so it was so weird opposite. to see Pope be like a groveling little bitch mm-hmm. i was like that is not i'm all the minute they insulted pope he would have slit their throat so thank you i'm glad you just referred to him that way because here i am to say so they're in the garage they're working out doing boy shit and basically just telling elvis what a bitch boy he is yes right because he is in debt to jt mm-hmm. i wrote this on the back of my um bundy notes way to reuse Re- uh-huh. recycle reuse JT, we see him end up like making a shady deal about 12 grand on the table that he has promised he's going to be repaid within the week. But it's pretty obvious. Like, it's like, come on, bro. These are some weird fucking people. We learn that he gets his supply from his dad, who in his spare time coaches Little League. (laughs) And... Other than that, you know, when he's not too busy, he's getting high and partying with the boys, including his son and all of his son's friends. Yes. Total middle age shit to be doing. Let's hang out with these guys. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Although his friend with the hat is maybe my favorite character in the whole movie. Oh, which I couldn't get enough of a read on him to know how to describe him. How do you describe this guy? He reminds me of the guy from Home Alone. <laughs> In the trench coat that everyone's afraid of? Kind of. <laughs> I feel like he's a little bit more lovable than that. He's like your he's like your dad's like kind of creepy, kind of drunk friend, but you know he means well and he's funny. He's you know? the best. Yeah. Anyways. So this kid, Jake, who is our Ben, p- played by Ben Foster. Played by Ben. Yeah. Ben is playing Ben. It's a Ben on Ben movie acting and i watched it with ben as the middleman right and he's got the shitty job of informing jt that they're short on the money that he's owed he tries to hit up his dad to get the difference at first but stepmom played by sharon stone isn't having it and kicks his ass out which his little brother sees from upstairs in his bedroom so back at jt's the gang is throwing a white boy party. We're talking like bad music, bad dancing, good times. Very much our high school days. And again, a lot of the jokes are pointed towards Elvis, just making him feel like shit, the bitch boy. When Jake shows up with the bad news, it's a total buzzkill. A fight breaks out. Even the thotties at the party decide to get in on it. There's some hair pulling and some bitch slapping. And who is Johnny True Love's girlfriend? Is it? 
Olivia Wilde at this yeah. point. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Olivia, yeah, Wilde. Olivia Wilde. So, yes. And eventually the fight's going to break up. Jake storms out declaring JT's basically never going to get his money back. He goes back to his place. He gets high. He gets drunk. He fucks his girlfriend, has a good time, and knock, knock, knock. Baby brother's there to cock block. Can I stop real quick? Please. This was another weird thing, and this for sure can't be like the real Ben Markowitz. I mean, I guess it could be. Spoiler alert, their last name is Markowitz. They're Jewish. And it even shows um, video of the real Ben Foster pretending to be whatever as a kid going through like Hebrew school and stuff in the beginning. He has a bunch of Nazi tattoos. Uh <laughs> like aggressive, like yeah. Edward Norton in that one. What was that one movie? Anyways, he's American got like, history. Arts, yeah, he's got yeah. a giant swastik on his stomach. He's got SS on the back of his neck. I thought neck. he was in American history. Arts. That's what. No, that's um the kid from Terminator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Edward Furlong, who we've also talked about. That's right. Dated Paris mm-hmm. Hilton. Um, but anyways, I just thought that was a weird detail to have in there. And yeah. I also couldn't figure out if he was Jewish. Why would he? Uh, it's very confusing to me. Yeah, I get it. And um. That almost sent me over the edge doing the research as I was looking at pictures. And there's a very, very cute picture of Nick at his bar mitzvah. I don't want to. And it tore me apart because Mm -mm. I don't know how many bar mitzvahs you went to. I went to hella bar mitzvahs growing up. I haven't even been to one. Really? Not even Well, you didn't have have any friends. No. Um, We grew up with a ton of Jewish kids. And so he just looked like every one of my like sweet Jewish friends that I grew up with. And it was just a trip. Nope. I know. It's awful. Anyways, I'm sorry. I just because no, that scene is when you see him without a shirt on. You're like, why is he covered for real though in Nazi tattoos? I do kind of like his girlfriend though. Even oh, though I love his girlfriend. I have nothing much to say about her because she doesn't contribute a whole lot to the movie, but I do really enjoy her in the movie. And the lack of contribution is really her strong point. It is. It's- it it absolutely <laughs> is. I just I can't tie her into the story. Yeah, but so. she is great. She is. Um, so basically, this is our back and forth, right? They're pissed at each other. He declares, I'm not going to fucking pay you the money. So said begins the war in retaliation. JT informs Jake's boss that he's been doing drugs and he's like on probation. So the probation officer is going to find out this is bad news. Whatever gets him fired. They also pull the shit head move at the bar restaurant. Yeah, whatever with the girlfriend mm-hmm. where dad's present and they're having a grand old time and just fucking ditch on that like pieces of shit. I guess we'll call this round two. Jake goes back to JT's house to confront him. But when no one's home, whatever, quote unquote, right? He does the next best thing. Let's trash the place. Let's fucking break the windows. Let's steal the flat screen TV. And let's shit on the fucking carpet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the commitment. All right. That's a sign right there. That's a signature. That's a move. I'm into it. All the rules are off at this point. JT's ready to fucking bust some heads open. He's not having it. He grabs Frankie and Tico and they go to Jake's place ready to throw hands, get their shit back. But no one's home. Dot, dot, dot. November 6th. 
1999, 9.48 a.m. Jake's baby brother, Zach, is in trouble because they found a water pipe in his bedroom. So he pulls a motherfucking Ted Bundy. He does not want to stick around and get his fucking punishment. So he jumps out of a two-story bedroom window (laughs) and he's out. He pulls a a TB. A TB is what we're going to call it. (laughs) Pulls a TB. A TB. There you go. There's another throwback for you guys all the way back to last week's episode. And just like Ted, it doesn't work out well. Because I mean, it worked out pretty well for Ted. I'm, I'm, I guess. He's just not smart <laughs> enough to survive the mountains or leave Aspen. Yeah. But he got away. Zach is spotted by JT, Tico, and Frankie, who decide to hold him ransom for their money. The boys are stupid as fuck. Take him to some rando's house where they duct tape him and bitch slap him around for a little bit. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. And they've been seen by so many people at these at this point. Sure, these people are high, but there's so many people. <laughs> right. They're not that fucking high. Jake's parents are now concerned at this point. They're blaming everything on Jake, knowing that it's basically because of him and his involvement and the money owed. Like, where the fuck is our kid? I did like, I don't know if this is the, that scene yet or not. Yeah. I do really like the scene where Sharon Stone freaks out and starts slapping Ben Foster. So let's talk about that scene. In real life, they basically just told her not to, like, no holds bar. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. A little behind the scenes action. They she told her. hit him so hard. He was bleeding. Good. From the nose. And that's that, good for him. Yeah, and that's the scene that they kept. Like, they're just like fucking lit loose on his face. Like, just go for it. Just, Love it. Yeah, just be so he yeah, she is literally just letting everything loose on him. And I feel like it's a testament to Ben Markowitz's character that Sharon Stone's going cr- obviously a, a a mom who is freaked out and panicked. We know how that goes. Yep. Going crazy, beating the shit out of this guy who obviously very quickly could stop her or harm her or hit her back or whatever. And he just takes it and then he like holds her and gives her a hug and is like, I swear I'm going to make this right. Right. I just thought it was a good scene. Amazing. Such a good scene. Okay. Um. So Zach ends up getting left with Frankie for the night. And Frankie actually gives him the opportunity to run. Like, hey, let's pretend I dropped my cigarettes or something. There's like a bus over there. Like, what do you do? Do you go? Do you run? And it's coming down to the point that Zach is more afraid of fucking things up for his brother. Yeah. At this point that he's not willing to take that chance to fuck things up even worse. Which is so sad because I'm sure all his brother would want him to do is to get away. Right, and we like, talk about the badass big sisters and I feel like absolutely, like at any given point, your Ben, my Jake, would have just been like, go. Get the fuck out of there. I will handle whatever repercussions this. come my way. Get out. So 
he sticks around, but to be fair, like you pointed out, things aren't really that bad. He's 15 years old and he's drinking, smoking, doing drugs, hanging out with the older, cooler kids, playing video games, not to mention the fucking girls who are glued to him like Amanda Seyfried or Seyfried. Mm-hmm. Um, they all refer to him as the stolen boy. They think he's so hot, so dangerous, so cool, whatever. B, if this it was the exact same situation and you were one of these teenage girls, you would be falling all over yourself to be around him. I couldn't help myself. Because no. he would be so cute. He'd be like, like exactly. He's so dangerous. No, I don't think you would think that. I think you would like, you would just want to smother him because he's so sweet and he's like kidnapped, you know, it's so cute. Can I say he reminds me a lot of Pierce? Yeah, very much. I got a lot of Pierce vibes. Exactly. That's a friend of ours from school that we grew up with. But yes, very much. Um, There is one girl, Susan. And so that's the name of the actual mom. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to finish the wine? Oh, I there's a left smidge left. Free. Oh, I'll take the smidge. Hold on. Please pause. Here, we'll pause. There's the girl. There's Susan. Susan, Correct. who thinks all of this is fucked up. She's the only one in the group speaking up. Right. And they tell her to take a fucking volume. <laughs> take a fucking volume, Susan. Yeah. <laughs> so cunty like the way they talk down to her calm down susan he's fine susan like she's just so out of pocket just dismissing her completely everything's fine susan i think they even said that she's on her period oh yeah um justin timberlake brings that up that's very much so a scene where I was just appalled at the way he speaks down to her. Oh, well. And like, just, oh, like, why don't you just go bang one out? Or why don't you just go have a rag or something? Yeah. Be- like, work it out because it's fucking bullshit emotions. <laughs> and can I tell you how soft I've gotten in my older age? Every, t- I mean, they dropped the N-bomb, y'all. Like, they, I thought I was they were shocked. so hot. I thought they were so hot when and I cool watched when the, we were yeah, younger. When I watched, we just this. didn't even register all of the like horrific slurs and no. like homophobia and that's the difference. And now that we're older, I was I was like <gasps> like I kept gasping like a little old lady clutching her pearls. I couldn't believe what was happening. No ruins everything. This being a parent and being woke just fucking my childhood <laughs> just trash it. Just oh fucking, my god, it's crazy but that's a good thing though because they're saying very hurtful hateful things no like i said off the bat i'm like the derogatory shit that's being thrown out here it's crazy i'm much happier on this side of the fence they hit it all okay so at this point there's like a bajillion people who have seen this kid yeah and jt and frankie realize that they need a plan JT jokes about how he would pay Frankie like 25 G's to kill Zach. And Frankie's like, yeah, bro, LOL, right? Not funny. No, it's not 25 G's. It's 2,500. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Only 2,500. Yes. We had a whole conversation about it last night because we were doing the McDonald's math of like, if you're making 
Because I think at the time no. we decided that minimum wage was probably roughly around $7. Like if you're making $7 an hour in California to work at McDonald's and we did the math and we're like, it's basically two months and some change of working at McDonald's to kill somebody. That's some bullshit. No, yeah. I did not catch on to that. I misread that. Okay. And um, <clears throat> he's like, no, not funny. It suggests they basically like initiate zach into like their boy band right yeah into their little gang right let's fucking smooth talk him get him high offer him some cash be like you're our boy blue you know exactly it's all good jt thinks the next day that he can just casually call up jake yeah like hey bro like so i've got your brother where's my money like let's just let's just work this out right Mm mm-hmm Jake's not fucking having it. He's like, I'm going to rip your fucking throat out. If you don't get found by the cops before I do the things I'm going to do to you. Like he just goes off. Yeah, he does. So when that doesn't go as planned, (laughs) JT decides to call his lawyer with a hypothetical just just a ballpark scenario type of a sitch. Like, hey, if I happened or if a friend happened to right. do something this hypothetically stupid, speaking, yeah. This fucking dumb. What what what's what are we looking at? 25 to life. That's what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Dummy. Yeah. Fucking stupid face. So we see Zach living his best life. He's drunk at a party playing a drunk game of Marco Polo with Amanda and some other chick in a pool. He basically loses his V card via threesome. Yes. Like a fucking G in this movie. And I'm all about that. Considering all the while JT is off convincing Elvis that he can clear his debt and not be bitch boy anymore by killing Zach. Absolutely. And has the scene where Ben beats up an entire party of people happened yet? Yes. I glossed over that. No, that's fine. I just want it to be known that at some point Ben Foster goes and beats up like 20 people at a party. Club. And including like, like women. Like yes. women. He just punches right straight in the face. In the face. I'm like, right in the Jesus face. Christ. No, I, no, I glossed. This movie is <laughs> out of pocket. <laughs> right in the face. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so Elvis obviously jumps at the opportunity to no longer be bitch boy. Frankie is blindsided by the idea. He's not wanting any part of it, but basically is told, like, you don't have a choice. Yeah. Like, it's your life. News has now gotten back to Daddy Sonny that his son is responsible for said missing kid. Again, the witnesses times a bajillion. And he has somehow broken a deal, right? For like minimal jail time. If for some reason they've got like Zach alive. Yeah. Right. Too bad. JT's plan is already in play because he's a fucking dummy. I mean, at this point, if I'm Nick's parents, I would be like, I tell you what. It, like if we know who has him, if we get him back in one piece, 
I won't even press charges. Mm-hmm. We won't even press charges. Don't worry about it. We'll let it go. And then I have let, my have the other kid have Ben. You guys work it out. Give me my son. Give me back my kid. I won't Who's press charges. Involved. And then secretly I'd be like, hey, crazy stepson Ben, go kill that motherfucker right. now. So in the car thinking literally that he's had the best night of his life. For real. He's beaten up Justin Timberlake in the bathroom. Oh, in a joking way. Right. Like fun, like karate way. Right. He's had a threesome in a pool with two girls. What or you're 15. I know. Literally living the dream. And it's time to go home. So kind of reluctantly, he's like, all right, fine. Ruin my party, guys. Gets in this car. The whole way. It's just... Frankie telling this kid, like, we got you. You're a boy. Everything's cool. And he's going on and on about how he wants, like, a fresh start. He wants to do better in school. He wants to be nicer to his parents, especially his mom. He wants to be nice to his mom. Like, the shit he's saying, like, he's so pure to his core the whole time throughout all of this. Thinking the best of everyone. And we didn't mention, because you might not know he's famous. He's played by an actor named Anton, um, I don't want to get his last name wrong, Yekov? Chekov? Yekov? No. No clue. Yekov. He is a famous actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's um, He was in the new Star Trek movies, but... He did, unfortunately, pass away a couple years ago. Stop. Very young and like a stop car-related death. You are breaking my heart right now. Yes. So the, wow. the guy who plays Nick in the movie passed no. away a few years ago. Very young, like in his 30s. Stop. But he's been in a bunch of stuff, too. And I realized that you didn't name him because <laughs> you probably haven't seen any of those movies. No. But yes, he's been in some pretty big movies. Wow. Yeah. Sweet Bummer. Anton. He really nails in the point like how much he's learned during their time together how he would never never tell the cops or his parents anything that he would blame it all on a girl they had this whole situation set up like yeah i just went off chasing some girl it didn't work out i'm back but he's cut short when the car stops and it's clearly not his house and it really starts to like sink in when he sees it register on the other guy's faces as they approach the grave that they dug. And he's completely betrayed by his quote unquote friends. Yeah. Frankie tells him it'll all be okay as Elvis hits him with a shovel knocking him into the grave and fucking unloading yeah that gun on him like a savage the movie cuts at this point to Zach's mom who is now in a state hospital remembering the morning at 6 a.m. being woken up to the sound of her doorbell going off repeatedly before hearing the news that they found her son's body. How horrific. Worst nightmare. This shit is where it really 
went from like movie to real for me. Yeah. This was my, what's that weird fucking alien movie for you? <laughs> the fourth kind? Yes. This <laughs> was my fourth kind mo- moment. Horrifying. Where it, it wasn't a movie anymore for me. Yeah. It was too real for me at this point. And I was really struggling with it. As she describes her many failed suicide attempts, saying that when my son died, I died that day. Yeah. And somehow trying to laugh through her pain. Yeah. Right? Cracking jokes, which you and I do all the time. Yeah. But they're not quite hitting when she's saying them. Right. But like, I'm so relating with her, like what she's trying to do Mm -hmm. to get by before completely breaking down in tears and asking to be excused from this interview. And I'm just like, fuck me. It was hard enough hearing this boy beg, sob for his life. That was a really hard scene. Yeah. Before being knocked into his grave and just destroyed. And in the meantime, also destroying this fucking family. Yeah. Destroying this brother, this mother, this father, all these people who loved him. Mm-hmm. 15. Yep. It's just horrific. It's every parent's worst nightmare. We go back to see Frankie being woken up to the news of Zach's body being found and him being told by no other than Susan of all people, bitch, you better fucking lawyer up. Mm -hmm. Like you fucking piece of shit. I told you this is some bullshit. You can pretend all day and all night that you don't know what happened. His body's been found and you fucking know. Right. Get it together. So now it's November 30th and we are at this point where police have picked up mostly everybody except for JT and his boo thing, Olivia Wilde. They're pulling a Bonnie and Clyde. They are. They're changing their appearances. They're switching cars. They're living out of motels and feeling safe in a motel room. Olivia's ready for some dick. She wants to fuck. And we get a very nice nude scene. Yeah. Might I say mm-hmm. for her yes. at this age. Like, I was actually a little surprised. I was very surprised. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he can't get it up. So they fight and he leaves. And while he's gone, she gets picked up. And he sees it. He skips dates. And he goes to some friend's house. Friend tries to help him for as long as he can. But at this point, he's fucking weird and paranoid. It's like, I can only handle you for so much. When we learn that Tico got nine years for kidnap, Frankie got life for kidnap, and Elvis is on death row for murder in San Quentin. 
And then in our fur, our full circle moment, back to Daddy Sonny's interview from earlier, right? Given all that great parental advice. Yeah, obviously raised a real gem. He's questioned as he sips, might I add, Estella Artois. Very nice. About his um, aiding in his son's escape as he's been on the run for the past four years at this point. And the real life, whatever his name is, Hollywood, Hollywood Sr., did aid and abet his son. Okay, perfect. I mean, it seems fairly obvious. But for some reason, he didn't go down for it, and I'm not sure why that is. I think he ended up cooperating with police to a certain extent. Okay. So they didn't, like, bust him for it, but he absolutely aided and abetted his Jesse James right, Hollywood. Right, I would think so. So, August 10th, 2005, after five years on FBI's most wanted, Johnny True Love is arrested in Paraguay. Where were you? Brazil? 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 Right. Mm-hmm. And per the movie, which was 2006, he was currently still facing death if found guilty. And for the love of God, thank you, he was. Thank God. Right? Because, I mean, it seems pretty fucking straightforward. Although... Joining the team of scumbags in prison, he is now married. Some woman really fell for him and they got hitched in prison. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. What do you think of the movie, B? I think they did a phenomenal job. They kept it pretty close. I think they did so good. I'm upset about Ben Foster's character a lot. I I just feel like it's not quite right. Well, I mean, like you said, um, what's his name, Nick? His uh-huh. own mom gives it a 90%. Yeah, but again, I don't think she thinks very highly of Ben, so I'm gonna give it. I'm going to give it a strong four. All right, a strong four knife review. What would you give it? For accuracy, I'd give it probably a four. For watchability, I'd give it like a two or a three. Oh, watchability. It's cringeworthy. But yeah, no, but that's why. That's why I give it a four. I know, because you like that. It's no, it's that air. It's the time. That's it's accurate. That's how you should be feeling watching that movie. No, I know, but I mean, even the acting and stuff. Like Ben's character was so far over the top. It was like going into Bizarro Land. It was. Um, but I thought Anton did like a when great he got job fired. with Nick. Oh my god! Yeah, um, I thought Anton did a great job with Nick. I thought Emil Hirsch did a great job as whatever Jesse James. How do you think Justin Timberlake did as Frankie? I think he did as good as he could for Justin Timberlake. I agree. I don't think it's going to win him an Oscar anytime no. soon. But you know, for what it is, I thought he did a good job. He was like because they don't have him playing a tough guy or a bad guy. They're definitely having him play a guy who's making dumb fucking decisions right. and bad friend choices. Right. But he's definitely out of all of them, kind of the most lovable of the crew. Right. And he is very sweet with Nick. They are very much like kind of older brother, younger brother vibe. Yeah. 
And he does try to hint around to get him out of there a couple of times. Not just that one time you mentioned, but a couple times in the movie. He tries to get him out of there and Nick being sweet and trusting doesn't listen. The flip side of that coin is at any point he could have actually stood up to his friend and gotten that kid out of there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But yeah, no, I thought JT did a Justin Timberlake did a pretty good job. So I do have a quick return to my trip to my parents' house. I wanted to save it for the end. Oh, so they have dish. Uh huh. And apparently their channel 20 normally has monk. Yes. But for some reason, my parents channel 20, it like glitches. Uh huh. So we couldn't watch it. And like every night I would try and I would wait and it would glitch out and they, they'd be like, yeah, we know, like just let it, it go. Hates right. Like just we get it. Right. So I'm like, fine or whatever. And so I'm like, well, what else are you guys watching? They turned me on to a show, Resident Alien, which I did like. I only watched one episode of it. And then I had thanked them for turning me on to Big Sky, which oh, I talk about yeah. all the time. All the time. And all the random Silence of the Lambs um, references in that. And my mom's all like, oh, well, I mean, you love Monk so much. Like, so you, you understand that Lieutenant so-and-so... That's Buffalo Bill. What? Thank you. What? Yes! Am I blowing your mind right yes! now? Yes. Am I blowing your mind? Because I'm like, my, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm going to cry. What? I've never, I've never felt so panicked all at once. So much in my life. I know. Let me get my phone. Hold on. I literally can't do this right now, B. <laughs> I know. It feels like I'm in some kind of time twilight zone. Area. Yeah, twilight zone. It's like a Mandela. All effect. the all my worlds are colliding at once, and I can't. Uh, it feels exa- we're not on mushrooms tonight, guys. But it feels exactly <laughs> like when mushrooms hit, really, and you don't know what's going on. And you're no, panicking. it really does. It does. <sighs> that was a crazy surge of adrenaline that just happened to my body. <laughs> what? <laughs> For as much as we talk about <laughs> Silence of the Lambs and Monk, you gotta be shitting Hold me. On. Oh, God. Now I got to look it up. It's okay. Take your time. I can always cut that part out. Oh, yes. I know. They fucking blew. And the fact that your parents are the ones who had to tell us this. Mm-hmm. Of all the people. I, oh, that's my mom was like, looked at me like, oh, it's his name is Ted Levine. Yes. And he, he is the guy who plays Buffalo Bill. And then on Monk. What's his name? But he's like the main guy. He is. He really is. Hold on. On Monk. No. Oh, my God. Especially when you see younger pictures of him. I can't. It gives me chills. And he's on Big Sky. It gives me. And he's in Jurassic World. What? No. I got to watch Jurassic World. He's in Jurassic World. I got to. Can we watch that right now? Is this the new one that's not out yet? Mm -mm. Oh, no. It came out. This is the Mm -mm. main 2018 one. Oh, we need to watch it right now. He's probably an asshole. He's also in Shutter Island, Fast and the Furious. The Furious. Furious. American <laughs> Gangsters, Hill Have Eyes. A lot of these things we have to watch for the podcast, like American Gangster and The Hills Have Eyes are all 
going to be on this episode. I can't or, I mean, wait. This See, podcast. I told you Monk needed to be on the fucking list. You're right. List. If ever there was a sign, this is the sign. This is the sign. I can not. Yes. See, I, I was, can not believe it. I came into this so prepared to feel really stupid for you to just be like, yeah, be. No, you don't think I wouldn't have imagined <laughs> that by now? Also, um, maybe that's maybe that's why we like Monk subconsciously so much. Who? Maybe somewhere on a deep level, I, we knew that was Buffalo Bill, and that's why we liked Monk. I can't. And Tony Shalhoub. I mean, I know Tony Shalhoub is the man. A, he's actually—I don't know what it, he's that's in. That's why I was like, yes, you can say Tony Shalhoub, but for me, it's like it's always going to come back to, to Monk. Monk. I know. Man, wow. There's no better way to end this. If you're a true THC fan, you, you know. You know how, how fucking blown away. What a big moment this is in my life. I can't believe it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you're having it with me because that is a thousand percent my reaction. When my mom blew my mind, I'm like, you're full of shit. I can't believe like, it. I can't believe my parents. I, of course not. Ever. Never. Ever. Not for a second. And I'm like, so you're, you mean to say this show that you recommended to me? Oh, you're just well aware of all these random Silence of the Lambs references. And on top of that, you're just going to throw in fucking Monk, one of my all time <laughs> the favorite best shows show ever made. Oh, my Lord. And the fact that, I mean, the new ones don't count as much, but the fact that he's part of the Jurassic Park franchise. I can't. I can't. Our favorite movie of all time, Jurassic Park. You heard her the other day. What happens when you ask my child, my favorite paleontologist, what does she say? Dr. Alan Grant. With respect. That's right. With respect. The Dr. Alan Grant. Also the only paleontologist we know besides I Ross know. Geller. My mom's like, you're not embarrassed trying to teach her someone who's not real. I'm like, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> excuse me? Alan Grant. How dare you? The Alan Grant knew that dinosaurs closest relatives were birds and way what, before anybody and else what, and what do we know we only know what is nothing but true now yes way before his time he knew that dinosaurs were birds i can't and now they think a t-rex was a fucking ostrich so yes the dr alan grant thank you very much and where did you learn the ostrich reference by the way tiktok thank you tickety talkity and where did i get my dinner recipe from tonight by the way that my husband was like oh where'd you get this it's really good and i just looked at him and he's like i'm not gonna fucking ask again because he know i got it from fucking tiktok what was it walk us through it it was a so think about a artichoke spinach dip yes delish stuffed into a chicken great delicious that was it and then i served it on top of cauliflower garlic mash yep because i gave violet the option of grilled or mash and she went the mash smart girl it was brilliant beautiful was i also made a delicious you have wieners no not tonight oh um no, from TikTok. Ooh. I did like my spicy <gasps> Asian How sauce. How did I not ask you about the spicy so sauce? So good. Here's what Is you guys do. I'm going to walk you through it because you don't have to measure it. You measure with your heart, right? Fresh, fresh chopped garlic, fresh chopped green onions, some sesame seeds. You're going to do some oyster sauce. You're going to do some soy sauce. You're going to do some... The recipe calls for black vinegar. I couldn't find it, so I did rice vinegar. Yes. And then 
Is that everything? I think that's everything. And then you get the oil. Pepper, the chili oh, flakes. and red pepper flakes. Red Good pepper, job, B. Yeah. Red pepper flakes. And then you get oil smoking hot on the stove. Bubbly hot. Pour it right into your obviously heat friendly ramekin. Ramekin or container of that has all your sauce ingredients into it. Put that bubbling hot oil in there and let it sizzle and fry off. And then boom, you got a delicious. And you've sauce. never worked with oyster sauce before. No, and it did not because I don't like seafood. Right. So normally I would not go for an oyster sauce because that scares me because I and I hate use the it taste of all the seafood. time. Oh my. Well, and that's what I thought too. Is I thought um, my friend told me because her parents used to own a restaurant that her mom uses it all the time. It's not like Asian barbecue to taste like oysters, but because it gives like a was a umami kind yes, of flavor. It's like Asian barbecue sauce. And then what opinion. it made me realize is it's probably been in a thousand things that I've eaten. It's probably been in every Asian dish I've ever eaten. It's been in stuff that you've made. It's probably been in a ton of stuff. So I bought it. Great. Doesn't taste like oysters. I'm sure you guys know that, but it was new to me. Yeah. Um, And I can't wait to make that sauce again. I did. I just did frozen pot stickers with it, but I pan fried them. Um, And that sauce is delish. I will say go lighter on the oil than you think you need to because mine turned out maybe a little on the oily side. And for me personally, go heavier on the red pepper flake. See, I normally go heavier on the vinegar. Yeah. Like if you're talking about like liquid amount, do heavier on the vinegar, less on the oil. Yeah. But anyways, it was still good. And then I probably would have added like sriracha also for the consistency because I like the creaminess that it adds as well as the heat. There you go. Add some sriracha. Throw that in there too. Yeah. But it's delicious. And we enjoyed it. I can't wait to make it again. It's really easy to make once you have all your little sauces, which I had everything but oyster sauce. Everything else is super easy and cheap to make. I never mentioned at the cabin. Or I might have. I doubt it. I don't know. Nick made knockoff keto like Popeye's chicken. Mm-hmm. So he. Did he do the baking powder? No, he did a brine in uh-huh. his buttermilk pickle juice and louisiana hot sauce mm-hmm. for a couple days the chicken thighs that he deboned himself okay and then does that make a difference who fucking knows okay perfect i didn't know if there was like a point to he that he prefers the darker meat no i know but you can buy boneless thighs he likes to debone his own meat that's what i'm asking it's a it's a preference not a like it does anything to do with the recipe no i don't think so got no. it okay mm-hmm and then I think he used, because we're doing the semi-keto, he did like a keto pancake batter. Okay. With the egg and a little bit of panko. And it was the the way that the pickle came through Oh, was crazy. Like really the, good. The pickle and then the heat yeah. was incredible can't wait for him to make it for me right i was just like it was it was a little salty it was our first time so it was like you know by the end of it you're like okay i should probably drink some water but if you're a little drunk that's a good thing oh if you're oh it was in because i don't know about y'all but when you're when i'm drunk the saltier the better crispy salty spicy pickly great yeah 
That's a great thing. And then I swear to God, we'll end it. Although we're only at an hour and a half. So we're only. We're cutting it. This is short for this us. This is rambling. really short. Dude, Ted Bundy, we went for three hours and I had to cut some two, out. Yeah, two and a half. No, that's because I cut out a right, half hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was about five pee breaks I had to cut out alone. Yeah. Um, anyways, we watched again last night before Alpha Dog. We watched finally. I've been waiting forever. It's finally out on HBO Max. American Pickle. Who's my favorite person of all time? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. This is officially a Seth Rogen stan podcast. And? I will die for that man. And How was it? Great. I give it five out of five pickles. And so this is where he's like a, he goes back in time or they come forward in time? He starts off playing a character. Him and his wife are Jewish people from some like Eastern European small country. And they get like attacked by like Russians because this is like turn of the century. This right. is early 1900s. This right. is, I don't know if it's post World War One. It's definitely way before World War Two, and I feel like it's before World War One. They come to America. The only job he can get, she's pregnant, and he gets a job in a pickle factory killing rats. And then one day the rats turn on him, and he like runs away from them falling into a giant tub of pickle brine. And as soon as he falls into the pickle brine, the factory is condemned, I'm assuming for health and safety reasons. And he's encapsulated. And they, they, yeah, and they all walk out of the factory and he's in the pickle brine for a hundred years. Get yourself a mimosa, bitch. Get yourself a killing kitty. <laughs> well, that was his job was I to know, be a mimosa. I know. And a hundred years later, some, he, this is in like Brooklyn. So now, it's all been gentrified or whatever. Some kids basically knock the lid off of his pickle bin and he's still his alive. Well, because the brine know, kept him I alive know, for a hundred years. And he finds, of course, he's very sad. He's shocked at the world. And he's sad. I would be too. That every, his wife. What dead. world is he coming back to? Is it 2018? It is current times. It's like 2019 Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Woof. Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Woof. Gentrified New York City. Ugh. And okay. he's sad. His wife's dead. His kids are dead. Like, yeah, I'd his whole lineage too. is dead, except for his great grandson, who is like modern day Seth Rogen, who is a app developer. And, you know, like your typical hipster Brooklyn guy in his 30s. Yeah. And it goes on from there. And but it's it's really, really good. It's great. I love me some Seth Rogen and you get double Seth Rogen and you know, you know how he likes to push the envelope a little bit. He is playing a guy from a hundred years ago. So you definitely get some, you know, off color jokes here and there because he's a guy from a hundred years ago. So some of the stuff he says is real, you know, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of funny, but there you go. I give it, at least we talked about this at least half a pod, like halfway through our series. Ago. American like, Pickle. Yeah. Like so many of how much ago. I wanted to watch it. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give it a solid four out of five pickles. There I we, think that's oh, fair. Out of pickles. Yeah. Four out of five pickles. Love a good pickle. I do too. That's what's funny is he starts, he wants to make it big. So he starts making his own pickles, but he's been kicked out he's basically living on the streets so he finds like a bag of cucumbers and a bag of salt outside of like a whole foods in a dumpster yeah he's like perfect and then he repurposes a bunch of like old pickle jars or just jars in general just glass jars 
Which Pick I, yeah. cucumbers in there, salt, waits for a rainy day because he's living on the streets. He has nothing. The rain fills the pickle jars. Now he's got pickles. He starts selling them in fucking gentrified hipster Williamsburg. And these people go crazy for them because they're local, organic, preservative free pickles. pickles in repurposed I've jars. Seen pi- I've seen people take pickle juice from their leftovers. Yep. Like their remaining juice. And just add that to cucumbers. There you go. Right. Why not? And then you can. I've seen them take pickle juice and add it to shots at a bar. And also now we're adding seasonings to pickles. Like packets of ranch. Yes. Or packets of taco seasoning. That's disgusting. I agree. I would not do the taco. I would do the ranch. The ranch for sure. The I taco would, seasoning. It's absolutely too far. Not. It's too far, people. But I do like a pickle. Unless I was solely doing it for the purpose of frying it in cheese. Nope. A taco flavored no, pickle. Nope. I don't want it, but I don't want a taco flavored pickle. Mm, I would do a, a taco pickle fried and cheese. That's the only way. That sounds disgusting. Well, um, although I do enjoy a fancy pickle that has stuff floating in there like jalapenos and garlic yes. and stuff. My sister-in-law, her mom makes homemade pickles and they are fucking delicious of course they are they're so good and every time i go over there she's got this big giant mason jar of her fridge of her mom's pickles yeah god bless her all right hey b now that we talked about pickles for 15 minutes (laughs) let's talk about your look of the week (laughs) i like pickles we love pickles in this household this is a pro pickle household so pro pickle love it my pickle being kosher of course Kosher dill. I like a good bread and butter. And what do we have? We are very different pickle lovers. Yeah, you tolerate my pickle, though. I do, but I specifically liked it because we were having those pork, barbecue pork sliders or whatever. Is that what we were having? A sweeter meat. Mm -hmm. But I am a through and through kosher Kosher. dill pickle lover. I do love a dill. I just like the tanginess, baby. I know. I I, I love a dill, but we do. My husband we had sausages barbecued sausages tonight for dinner oh god i'm gonna eat one so hard that i guarantee you they're gone the (sighs) audacity my husband had how long have we been together a billion years i i've been dating him since i was 19 i'm 36 now so a hundred thousand years offer he's like well we have relish get the get the fuck, fuck out of here out of my face that he doesn't know that i would rather die than eat relish my mom god bless her my dad wanted nations don't blame him i want nations right now i know nations it's everything so i'm like cool get me a burger from now, nations wait real quick but how do you feel about the miracle whip situation on the nations burger only on a nations only i agree period. nations period. get away with it period exclamation point comma hashtag whatever end of sentence we are also only a very, on a nation's burger. We are a very pro mayonnaise household around here. Me and B love and our mayo. And there is one mayonnaise. And that's a best foods mayonnaise. And that is a best foods mayonnaise. Absolutely. But um, there are times where Miracle Whip is acceptable. And this is it. This is it. Period. And it's a nation's burger. Period. Which is a burger chain, at least in the Bay Area. I don't know if it's everywhere else. But it's a burger chain that you can also get like pie and breakfast. So God bless you. They got a lemon 
cream pie that Ugh, rocked my world delicious so hard so good so fucking graham hard. cracker crust their cheesecake is legendary yes. legendary it's the best and they're open 24 hours mm-hmm. so when you're drunk af you don't have to go slum it at denny's you can go These to nation quality get bees famous from last week's steak and egg breakfast <coughs> with a slice of pie so my mom's like hey violet you know what do you want a hot dog or a hamburger and she says hot dog and i'm like guarantee you she's gonna want a fucking hamburger the second she sees it i'm like get us a hamburger and a hot dog we'll split it right guarantee you so i'm like get me two because i wanted one for breakfast i'm like get me two cheese kraut dogs from casper's i'm very specific your very favorite hot dog place i in want the world in the whole casper's dog world cheese kraut dog with everything she comes home with a cheese dog and a kraut dog god damn it <laughs> it's not her fault i know she didn't order it wrong i know she knows better <laughs> it's whomever We'll blame the poor kid working at Casper's. Right. So I had to fucking navigate that situation and like divide the two. But regardless, I still I still got got your Casper's and nations. The combination of a half of a Casper's cheese kraut dog and a cheeseburger from nations. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Incredible. So yeah, besides them blowing my mind with the monk facts and then blowing my waistline with the food was a win. What more do you want from it was Poppy and Nomi's? All right. What is your look of the week, B? A basic ass Ted Bundy white shirt. Oh. Only because every time I think of basic now, I'm just like a taste of gas, a basic ass TV. Basic bitch TV. Basic bitch TV. A BBTB. I did go very specifically for like a, a V-neck. I felt like that was the vibe. I did hand create a sign. The sign should have been black. Sorry, I didn't have black. Oh, wow. And I didn't have the time to color. So I had to inverse the colors. But it'll be worthy of my Instagram audience. So we're trying to do like a mug shot? Yep. Because your kids are gone. I want to do it on their growth chart. Yes. Yeah. So we'll have the the height chart in the background, the shirt. And you guys will get to see how tall B is, which is exciting. Right. My mug shot. And then I'll try to like, we'll try to mock it up next to one of the pictures I found online, which is like a TMZ side by side. We'll do like the real side by side. And who is this side. of? Is this of Johnny True Love or it whatever? It has to be. He's yeah. blonde and a, yeah, it has to be. Perfect. Jesse James Hollywood. Sure. Jesse James Hollywood. All right, perfect. So for pictures of that on Instagram, go to THC Podcast on Instagram. Which can't possibly be be, be any better than last week's picture. Last week's picture was the A best. <laughs> the last five minutes fact, of last week's episode might be my favorite of all time. Got through that. You guys don't know the panic we went through to get wow. that picture. It was. Wow. The mushrooms were officially kicking in and it was midnight. We podcasted for three hours and uh, it was a bit of a mess. So and I was actually very happy was, with it. I thought it turned out great. It, it looks so incredible. much like the original. I know. It's so 
The fact that it's a shitty picture is perfect. I can't. It's so Please go onto our Instagram and look at that. You will love it. People rave about my Dahmer and I can't be any more proud of my Bundy. I feel like, and so, yes, Bundy. My Gacy is day one. John Wayne Gacy will go down in infamy, the full on clown. Can I honestly tell you what I think my favorite one is? Please. Going through the pictures for the past year of all of your looks to put on there. That Santa Claus killer (laughs) one (laughs) was so fucking (laughs) good. I just can't. Every, I love everything about it. I want to frame it. Because you have on your Santa Claus PJs and you brought a like a butane a torch. torch. But I just so happened oh, to have this Santa Claus face so good. thing. It, which is held perfectly. The a timing. wall hanging that my grandmother made me back in the 90s. And it just, I don't know what it is about it, but it makes me so happy because it's such a cute sweet santa homemade little like yarn face but you know oh my god it's so good yeah that might be my easily if not my favorite top three right and that's especially because of like the sentimentality behind it no it's not it's because it's so fucking silly oh okay it's so goofy it's amazing I, I love to please you guys. So and let's, I, I let's love see what kind of magic we can create. tonight. Yep. Your monsters ball one was really good. Wait, is that the one? What's no, the uh, come on. The club kids. That's always a good one too. your leader. Hosen. Oh yeah. Leader. Hosen was mm-hmm. a great one. And Ted Bundy was a great <laughs> one. And this is going to be a great one tonight. It's going to be so good. So check out our Instagram. Um, if you could like great, subscribe, leave a comment any of that stuff helps the podcast. All, we the, really for, all the foreplay, it. right? The tingles, the bells, the presents, the hearts, the right, the, the exactly. thumbs, all the of it. thumbs. That's what's hot. The all, thumbs, all the foreplay. Awesome. And we thank you guys and we love you guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.